News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Linked Finance, the world has changed. It's about time finance changed too. Business lending for a digital age at linkedfinance.com. Yes, my guest this week in the Executive Chair is one Marco Dwyer. He's the owner, CEO and founder of the Big Red Cloud and Big Red Book. Mark, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Bobby. Now, um, tell us a bit about yourself first. I know you're a a dub. Uh, I know you worked in AIB in the early days. Uh, you're a, a product of St. Michael's College, is that right? That's correct, Bobby. Okay. I am. So you're a rugby man? I am extremely rugby, yeah. You, I believe you might have played in Bechtel Rangers a few years that I was there. I would have been a few years behind you, Bobby, you all go. right? That's correct, yeah. All right, well, then we've got off to a good start. The pedigree is good. It is, yeah, yeah. So what sort of, uh, what sort of family background had you? Were your parents in business? Uh, yes. Yeah, so no, no, my father wasn't in business. He uh, he would have worked in the meat business back in the day. He was from Tipperary. He was kicked up out of out of Tipperary when he was seventeen, up to the big smoke to get a job. <laughs> uh, found himself in Donnybrook, joined Bechtoff. Uh, met my mother, whose father was president of Bechtoff. Fell in love, and the rest is history. There so you go. rugby is through my genes completely. So uh, I mean, there's a bit of there's GA there as well. Don't get me wrong. My grandfather played for Tipperary, and he actually was in Croke Park in uh, on the uh, Bloody Sunday. No way. He was a sub. Yeah. So thankfully right. he wasn't on the pitch because then I wouldn't be here. Okay. So, <laughs> so after school, then did you go to DIT or did you go straight into the bank? Yeah. No, I I went straight into DIT. I had hoped with my rugby background I might get into. Uh, uh, Loughborough College in England to do sports management. That 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 just didn't happen. So I uh, got into DIT. I did a two-year uh, certificate there initially in, in marketing and then I went on to a three-year degree at night with the Marketing Institute of Ireland. Okay. And uh, the sort of work that you were doing in AIB that was in their clearing department. Yeah, not the most exciting thing <laughs> in the world, what? Bobby. You're sitting at a desk. It's basically a big typewriter, essentially. Whoa. And you're encoding the uh, amount of money that was written, the cheque was written for, onto the onto the cheque. And would you not be climbing the walls after, I was completely, after a while doing Bobby, that? I was completely climbing the walls yeah. and they had targets, which I beat on doing 3,000 cheques an hour. And the more cheques you got done the quicker you got out of there. So I was basically finished at lunchtime pretty much every day, but paid full time. Wow. But it was a nine month uh, stint and they basically said, if I got onto the AIB All-Ireland rugby team, they get me in full time. Uh, 10 minutes into the trial match, I pulled my hamstring and that was the end of my banking career. Okay. Now, how did the Big Red Book come about? Uh, yeah, so over, over different careers, I uh, ended up getting selected by a guy uh, that, uh, sold an accounting product to accountants in practice. Uh, it was called Orchard Software. They sold a product called Finax. Uh, I got on very well with the accountants and selling that. And uh, so then ultimately, when I decided to set up my own business, uh, I took on the agency for an Irish product called Take Five. Uh, we became very sex- sex- successful for that. And then an opportunity came around to invest in the Big Red book. So tell me about the origins then of the Big Red Book. Where was that founded or where did it evolve from? Big Red Book was founded by a, a firm of accountants called Brian Field and Associates in Dublin. Right. Um, who saw a niche in the market for a simple, to easy, simple and easy to use accounting product for small businesses, but that was complicated enough for the accountants to use. Okay. So they developed it in 1993. We're 25 years old this year. So this is our 25th anniversary. And uh, along came 2001. I was introduced to the guys. They were losing money. They had three and a half thousand customers and they had to repay an Irish BES tax incentive scheme. So uh, I convinced them to sell the majority share to me. Uh, and you were working there at the time, were no, you? No, no, I had no. My own bu- I had my own business at the time. So we okay. merged our two companies. Okay. And they they went from owning 100% of Big Red Book to owning t- 26% of the combined uh, equity. Okay. And I basically took the majority share and uh, I turned around within six weeks to be profitable and then I bought them out three years later. Okay. Tell us then about accounting software, Mark, because, 
you know, is it, are we looking at a time where almost everything will be automated? That a guy will arrive with a box of something at the back door, he'll have a, 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 a handheld device in his hand, somebody will sign that and then it'll appear in the P&L. Are we at that stage yet or we're surely close to that? Are yeah, we? We're not at it yet, Bobby, but we are close to it because uh, with AI, artificial intelligence, um, it's making the uh, monotonous tasks of accounting uh, a lot more automated. So yes, a scenario like you said there is they mightn't even need a scanner in the hand. They might just put it into a little bucket and from the barcodes that are on the goods that are being delivered, the, the, the electronics in the bucket would automatically take the, the goods, the number, the amount, and then it'll automatically transfer it into the accounting system. So we, we've moved on from the on-premise, basically. We are selling it because broadband, unfortunately in Ireland, isn't uh, at full coverage. So we still sell our on-premise product, Big Red Book. But the Big Red Cloud is becoming more automated and that's what we concentrate our time on at the moment. Okay, so if we if we look at the and you've been you know close to the to the action here in terms of twenty five years in this business, if we look at what's happening on the ground in SMEs, like does an SME still need an accountant, for instance? Uh, well, you still need an accountant if you're you've got a certain turnover and you need to do a return to the um, to the re- revenue every year. Um, but in terms of the day-to-day bookkeeping and processing, you don't need it. We we supply Bigger Cloud, which is simple and easy to use and allows the small business owner to spend time on their business, not in their business. And by the automation we're bringing in, such as automated purchase invoice that's going to come in. So in future, you just tell your suppliers, invoice accounts at bobby.com and the invoice will automatically be in Bigger Cloud. Okay. Likewise, on the banking side, Bobby, the banks, the PSD2 directive came out in January this year, and that's uh, forcing the banks to open up their APIs, third-party vendors like ourselves. So we'll have automated banking, bank reconciliation, transactions will be seamless between an accounting system and the bank, and so people will not have to do any more manual processing, which cuts out human error. Just just thinking about it, and as how, you know, when you're talking there, that essentially means that the role of accountants and the role of banks theoretically, is heading towards automation. It's totally heading towards automation. And we've been trying to educate the accountants that deal with ourselves that they need to basically uh, change and become more um, giving management style advice to small businesses um, as opposed to the hands-on manual bookkeeping. Okay, so... The, the banks, sorry, cutting across you, the banks also, I mean, we found this in the UK, RBS just bought one of our competitors in the UK for a significant amount of money because there's a convergence between banking and accounting. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, and and you know, I understand why this would or should or could even happen because it kind of makes sense. It's uh, total. The sense. last thing you want to be doing in business is pouring over invoices and reconciling bank accounts, and you know, it's 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 stuff that has to be done and it has to be done properly. But it is sort of laborious. I look, look, it's a necessary evil, Bobby, to be honest with you, uh, doing the accounts. But it is laborious, it is time-consuming, and it does take away the focus from the business owner's uh, time on their business. So that's what we do. We bring in the simplicity to make it speed everything up, and that's why we're bringing all this automation in as well. Okay, and do you then do legislative changes such as the, this... Uh, this payroll change. That's oh yeah, there's a huge change coming in next year. January 19, payroll modernisation. It's a new stipulation by the revenue whereby at the time of an employee gets paid their pay at the end of the week or the end of the month, the revenue will automatically know how much tax they have to pay and how much employer PRSI the employer has to pay. So this is really a cash flow thing for the revenue. Now, traditionally they would have had to wait six months. It's 100% a cash flow thing. Yeah. Now, no, now no longer can an SME use the revenue as a line of credit. Yeah. So yeah. the revenue will know exactly how much money 
they have paid their employees and how much they owe the revenue. So once you pay your employee, the amount due to the revenue is due. And this is this is, is, is effectively closing that uh, gap of months or whatever it was that you could actually use that money for something else. Correct. Okay. It's, it's, it's digitisation of, of accounting and, and payroll. Um, and what will be the impact of that, do you think, in, in well, small business? The first thing is that it has to be updated at the end of the month. Uh, and, uh, businesses will have a certain period of time they have to get it up to the revenue. Uh, so in my opinion, obviously, I'm biased. It's important to have a payroll product, which ours is obviously fully modernisation compliant. Um, but it'll be time consuming if somebody's going to do it manually. So my advice to small business owners is just go out and get a payroll package, whether it's ours or somebody else's. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing I'd say is that... Uh, it is going to cause uh, further credit uh, ties on, on the SMEs because they will have traditionally used the revenue as a, as a line of credit. But I'd say shortly after this, coming down the line, will be automated VAT. So when you go into your coffee shop and you buy a cup of coffee, that coffee shop owner, their VAT at the point of the till will be taken electronically by the revenue. I'm glad I got out of that business. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I was just in time. <laughs> Paying the revenue VAT on, 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 on a, at the point of sale. No way. Wouldn't be having that. Tell us a little bit about yourself outside of work, Mark. You're very interested, you said earlier, in, in, in business. Rugby is central to, your, to, to, to everything that you do. Um, you, you train 20 hours a week, uh, which is, that's a lot of training. It is a lot of training. So, I, do, I do Ironman competitions, Bobby, which is a, a 3.8 kilometre swim, a 180 kilometre cycle and a full marathon, a 42.2 kilometre run. So not the easiest things to do. Uh, you do have 17 hours to complete them. Uh, being competitive, I like to get in under the 12 hours. Uh, and to do that, you actually have to train up to 20 hours a week. So how many Ironmans have you done? I've done six Iron full Ironmen in uh, different countries, two in Austria, one in Frankfurt, Nice, Majorca, um, Copenhagen. Wow. I think I've got them all there. So, oh, and Frankfurt. I think I said Frankfurt, yeah. So, And, and, and do you find that the, the training, you know, like I do a bit of running, I do a bit of sailing, I do lots of things to, to, to relax as much as anything else. Uh, do you find it a good switch off from business? Yeah, I'm, I'm very focused after training. And obviously on the, on the bike, you have a lot of time to think because the bike is the longest part of an Ironman. So when you're training out in the bike, the Wicklow Hills for five hours or six hours, uh, you get a lot of time to think. And it comes, I come up with some pretty unique uh, business marketing ideas for the business. Right, okay. So the business never really goes away. No, it doesn't. It's but I mean, I, have, the bike I do the have to say, like yourself, I've got a very supportive wife and four <laughs> very supportive daughters. So that does help. Uh, just that's another thing we have in common, four daughters. Uh, yeah, again, yeah. it can be a lonely place, no? It's a lonely <laughs> place. And we've got this little dog that looks like a girl, but it's male. And I tell everyone in the say oh she's lovely it's actually a male because you know, as you know yourself being the only male in the house is a lonely place we'll be well looked after in our old age though, so, so they say but it hasn't happened yet I'm, I'm still, still waiting, waiting too yeah. yeah well listen it's a pleasure to catch up with you Mark O'Dwyer owner, CEO and founder of Big Red Cloud and Big Red Book great to hear your take on, on what's coming down the track there especially with the revenue and those changes for SMEs thanks very much for joining us thanks Bobby 